Michael Bontrager. We have our e-bulletin available online with links to our Connect form and website. You can access this by opening your camera app on your iPhone or Android device and pointing it at the QR code on the screen. If you are new with us today, we are so glad you've joined us. Please connect with us by going to PressChurch.tv or by snapping the QR code with your device and clicking on the I'm New link. This is not a commitment to anything, but an opportunity for us to support you and thank you for joining us. Woven, our women's weekly Bible study, will be meeting tomorrow, Monday, 7 to 8.30 p.m. at our Cal campus. For more information, please contact Krista Hoffman at cfhoffman at yahoo.com. Each Monday night from 6 to 8.15 p.m., we partner with the Dream Center in Delaware to deliver groceries to families in need. We build relationships with these families and grow in our own faith as we serve others. You can volunteer once or twice a month or even weekly. To find out how you can participate, please contact Pastor Jason at jason.allison at pressedchurch.tv. Registration is now open for the IF Local Women's event on March 4th and 5th at our PAL campus. Registration is $20. If you would like to register, please go to iflocal.com. And for any additional information, please contact Chrissy Bontrager at chrissy.bontrager at presschurch.tv. Press Youth will not be meeting tonight, so everyone can enjoy the Super Bowl with their friends and family. Instead, Press Youth will be meeting Sunday, February 20th, 6 to 7.30 p.m. at our PAL campus. If you would like to join Press Church in making a difference in this community, there are four ways you can help support us financially. If you are visiting a campus in person, there is a box by the back exit of the worship center where you can drop your support as you leave. If you would prefer to send a check, please send it to 8794 Big Bear Avenue, Powell, Ohio, 43065. The easiest way to give is by visiting our website or texting any amount to the number 84321. Let's celebrate everything God has given us and support the community both locally and globally. Now, let's prepare to engage what God has for us today. and welcome to Press Church. My name is Sean Lee, and I am joined today with Pastor Jason and Pastor CR. Uh, so this should be fun today. We are continuing in our Crazy Train series, and actually today is the last day of Crazy Train. It's over, it's, it's over guys. Well, it's going to be over in about 30 minutes, but uh, uh, it's been a fun series. It's been a tough series. Uh, hopefully you've been able to join us in the last, what has been five weeks that we've, this would be the sixth week I think that we're doing this. Uh, before I go too far, I want to make sure to uh, let, uh, or say a, a welcome to the people watching online. Uh, thanks for joining us as well. If you are new today as well, it's, it's great to have you, uh, and hopefully uh, you'll have a good time with us today. <clears throat> so. And eat some donuts. And eat some donuts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, we like to bribe people to like us, so. <laughs> I was, uh, yeah, I was talking earlier before the service, I'm like, 
wow, there's a lot of people here early today. Oh, <laughs> I like, think we I found the key. I think we found the key. More, yeah. do, more donuts. That might have to be like a once a month thing to see if people get here on time. <laughs> I'm in. And oh, here's the other week. thing. You have no excuse to fall asleep today, so I'll be, I'll be watching. I know there's a few of you who like to fall asleep while I teach, so hopefully between the donuts and having Jason and CR, um, you'll stay awake today. But. So I, I have a question. I didn't warn you guys about this. Um, for this series, what week or what topic, I guess, in, throughout the series, what would you say is the toughest for you with this series? Like what element, what maybe, we, so we've been talking about crazy indicators. If this is your first week, we've been talking about crazy indicators in relationships, things that cause strife in relationships, things that cause issues in relationships. And so each week we've had a crazy indicator. Um, is there one that stands out for you guys? Because I'm always vulnerable on stage. I let you guys know all my crap. You know, you just know Sean's, Sean's messed up sometimes. And hopefully, like, what, what hits you guys? Is there a certain one that you guys, oh, you're perfect. Is that, is that what you're? You go first, yeah. Well, I was going <laughs> to, like, all of them? Yeah, right, all of them. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Is there one that resonates more? Well, I mean, obviously, there's the, the blame thing. There's the isolation yeah. thing. I think, to some regard, we always talk about embracing your identity in Christ, right? And we talk about that, and as pastors, we say it. But that's not an easy thing to do, and it's something that we deeply struggle with, right? It's the reason that we made that a thing is because that's something we actually struggle with. And the thing that we found over the years that um, I think that that most people don't realize that the Bible addresses is knowing who you are in Christ. But yet we all struggle so much with embracing that, right? Right. And when we do struggle with embracing that, well, what happens? We, We think that it's about us, and then we think that we're failures, or we think that we're too great, or whatever, however we take that in. And then... We get the crazy indicators, right? right. Yeah. When things don't go well, we isolate. When things don't go well, we blame. So I think, you know, definitely struggle with all of them. But <laughs> I think the overarching I, f- yeah. I figured yours was need for control. but Well, <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe. <laughs> this is Jason. He's li- he likes to point out. Your like assessment's <laughs> probably better than mine. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, for me, the— This is the, your problem. Yeah, well, for me, though, I, I, the fear of rejection was probably the one that, that, that really— I mean, I, I know I, I taught one of them, so yeah. it's kind of weird, but uh, <laughs> I know the, the fear of rejection, that's just one I know if I look through my whole life, that, that's something that I've always had to wrestle with and deal with. Yeah. Um, and, and so, yeah, that's probably, but yeah, I'm with CR, like, all of them grew out right. of us sitting around yeah. talking about all the stuff we deal with <laughs> and all the problems right. we yeah. have. Absolutely. So, and apparently, I mean, there's a lot of people who have talked to me over the last, yeah. you know, couple of months saying, man, I really resonate. With, with some of the stuff that really, you know, we were talking in life group last night uh, and, and a couple of people were like, yeah, you know, last week really just, it struck a nerve. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, and I've just heard that multiple times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, part of it is this is just real life. Right. Yeah. And that's, I think, the hope. Hopefully in a series like this, even though it's hard, even though you have to address things that you probably don't like addressing, uh, you can hopefully get on a path of having better relationships, honoring God more with your relationships. And that's really what today is going to be about, is where do we go from here? We've, we've spent the last month talking about these crazy indicators, uh, talking about things that we see in our relationships, things that cause strife, cause, it, cause issues. Where do we go from here? And so um, I'm actually going to let you take this, this first section today. What, what's, what? The, what's the first, what's, what's a way that we can move forward in our relationships from here? So today's not necessarily about crazy indicators. Today is about... Yeah. You know, what do we do mm-hmm. uh, 
now that we've seen these indicators, now that we've talked through this, of what's, where do we go from here? Well, I mean, the first thing that we have to do is admit that we have some issues. Ooh. Yeah, that's a tough one. But that, that's, I mean, that's really part of it, right? Until we acknowledge them, until we see them, and that's really, it, it's tied to the, the, the biblical discipline of confession. And, and, and I know for any of you that grew up Catholic, using the word confession probably brings some images to mind. It ma- makes you think of a certain you know, little box that you walk into and you say confession. And you, but, but really and truly, confession is, is much broader than just that. I mean, confession is, is acknowledging reality. And, and, and so as we think through even these, you know, these craziness indicators, we think, well, what do we do with it? Now that we've been convicted, <laughs> right, we, we've got this, this feeling of, uh-oh, uh, I, I really struggle with that. What do we do? And, and I do think there is a power in confession and acknowledging what is real about us, about relationships, even about another person. Uh, and, and that happens not only in how we address God, but also in how we address each other. Uh, and a verse that I was thinking of when we were talking about this earlier this week is Psalm, uh, Psalm 32. And, and in the Psalm, it, it's David, and he's talking about all this, and he says, when I refuse to confess my sin, my body wasted away, and I groaned all day long. Day and night, your hand of discipline was heavy on me. It says, my strength evaporated like water in the summer heat, Finally, I confessed all of my sin to you and stopped trying to hide my guilt. I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord, and you forgave me. All of my guilt is gone. I, I don't know about you, but I mean, have you ever had something going on that, that was, it, maybe it was between you and God, it was just this struggle that was there in your life, or maybe it was between you and another person, and, and, and that it was just always there, and it really, like, you almost felt sick from it. Like, well, I think, yeah, I, th- I think there's a, you can, you can make yourself physically ill yeah. through stuff like this. Yeah, that, that uh, having those things yeah. inside of you, it's like a, it's, it's like a cancer or mm-hmm. a, a virus that is just in there, and it's eating at you, and it's, it's and until we express it to the, either the person where we've wronged or, or, and to God, it just stays in there. And it and it gets putrid, and, and it just it hurts us. Yeah. Uh, and, and so you know, confession is really and truly. I mean, just a simple definition is acknowledging what is true, mm. what is real. Uh, usually, it's within the context of you know a failing, <laughs> right, or a, right. a way that I missed the mark, as, as you know we define sin. You know, we, uh, I missed the mark in my relationship or in my relationship with God, and so I just want to acknowledge that. Uh, it, you know, the, the Greek word that is used there for confess, really, it's just it's talking about agreeing with someone else. Hmm. And, and so to confess is to agree with someone else about the reality of a situation. And, and this is why in 1 John, uh, he's writing and he says, you know, if, if we claim to have no sin, we're only fooling ourselves. Hmm. Yeah. And, and so confession, it says... Uh, you know, he says, goes on and says, and you're not living in the truth. But, and this is the verse everybody likes, but if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and he's just to forgive our sins. And, to, and he cleanses us from all wickedness. And, and to me, that, that's where confession is basically saying, God, I'm going to acknowledge reality. I'm going to acknowledge the crazy indicators. Right. Well, I think the tough thing, and it is, I mean, this goes back to somewhat of last week, is we're much quicker to see the, the fault of the other 
than seeing the fault of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so this confession, uh, the act of confession is is like, nope, you've got to not look at that other stuff. Like, you've got to look at yourself. You've got to look at you and what you did. Mm-hmm. And I th- the tough thing about this is, uh, and everybody knows this, in any relationship, there's there's two sides to it. There, you, Neither one usually is 100% right or 100% wrong. And it's it's easy for us to think of it as like a grading scale. Like, well, I was, I was on the more right side, so until they start, I'm not going to admit Right. I'm not going to confess my 30% because they had the 70%. Yeah. I f- and I, I mean, I, maybe I'm the only one that thinks that way. But no, like, I I'm think you could <laughs> probably talk to a, a marital counselor. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> it becomes, get on my side. Right. Like, I have a point. I've got all this stuff right. uh, that, that, is, that is. they need to deal that with. That they need to deal right. with. Yeah. Which makes confession so powerful because it yeah. really does, um, it, it changes the dynamic of, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to worry about myself mm-hmm. first. And again, that's a, that can be a scary place to be. Yeah. Um, it's vulnerable. Right. Right. When, when you step in to break that crazy cycle uh, in a relationship and say, you know what, I, you did this, which made me mad. So I did this, which made you mad, which made me mad, which, and it's a cycle. Yes. The first person right. to step in and say, wait, 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 I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Like you got a checkboard and it's like, yeah, you have 10 checks. I only have seven. Yeah. So you go but, first. But if you step in and say, I'm wrong. Yeah. It, it can stop that crazy cycle. I, right. I'm aging myself, I know, but I, I still remember watching Happy Days, and uh, Fonzie could never say, you know, he could never say I'm wrong. He, he would always start, you know, he'd have to go admit something, and he'd be, I'm <laughs> <laughs> And he could never never admit it. Uh, and, and I think, you know, as, as, as you know, hyperbolic as that may no, be, it's very I, I know for us it's hard. And, and there yeah. is a spiritual discipline to confessing, even one to another, yeah. and, and in a community sense of saying, we have done things yeah. that have impacted the community around us negatively. Right. And then to go to one another. And, and to me, that's the part of the power of confession as a discipline is something we do with another. Because it says confess your sins one to another. Is that we then are able to basically stand in the place of Christ and express forgiveness and release to the person who has confessed. So there's a power in that to receive right. that and to give that. And we don't want to miss that right. in this whole process. All right. Yeah, that's good. Uh, to me, I, honestly, I mean, like if I'm going to bring all this around that for confession, because I hear a lot of people confess, but it's more of a, you know, like a, I'm, yeah, 30% is me, but 70%, you know, I only <laughs> did it because, and they put all these excuses. Right, and right. Or, or they're doing it to try to get the other person to feel bad for them. Mm-hmm. Right. right? Yep. And, and so I, to me, when you really think about biblical confession, it really comes down to what am I trying to get from my confession? Mm. A- am I trying to get something out of them, or am I trying to get that, that movement towards healing? And so yeah, forth? that's convicting. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, personally, that's convicting. Like, <laughs> well, I was hoping you'd hear it today. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sean, this message is for you. This is, a, this is their passive-aggressive way of fixing me. It's like, hey, hey, I think the three of us should talk this week. That would be a good idea, right? It was my idea. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, trust me, it was Sean's idea because I, I don't like to get up here. And <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah, Jason, you're, you're, you're spot on with the confession thing. I think uh, we have to start there before we can move into any discussion of forgiveness, okay? Mm-hmm. But to talk about forgiveness, we got to start with what forgiveness is not, okay? What forgiveness is not. So I want to give you kind of a list of some things. This is 
uh, not a, a full list of every possibility. But first off, forgiveness is not reconciling, okay? It's not reconciling. It's not pretending it's fine. It's not pretending it never happened. It's not forgetting it. Just going on and, you know, they say time, time, time heals will heal. Wounds, time right? will, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's not justifying what was done, okay? So we need to start with that foundation. That is not forgiveness, okay? The, uh, the, the, the narrative in movies and TV uh, uh, usually revolves around some of those things, but that is not forgiveness, okay? There's a, a guy, Dr. Everett Worthington. Um, he's a clinical psychologist. He's a professor, and uh, he, he also has a theological background. And he explains that there's basically two decisions. There's, uh, there's two pathways for forgiveness. And it's an emotional commitment that replaces negative emotions with positive ones, okay? So understanding this replacing of negative emotions with positive ones is not a part of you know, pretending it's fine, or I'm just going to think positive. It's not that. It's a choice that you make, rec recognizing that all of those things, it isn't fine, and it did happen, right. but I'm going to choose to replace these negative emotions with positive ones, yeah. okay? And the two pathways that he presents are, number one, recognizing that the other person, the person who has offended you, is a person of value, created by God. And that's really tough when the offense is terrible, right? right? Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, we're not saying this flippantly, lightly. This is a big deal, okay? Right. God knows this. It's not like, uh, you know, a lot of people think, well, God's commanding me to do all these things and I got to be, you know, whatever. And But no, God doesn't know how hard it is in <laughs> the things that I've been through. It's like God knows. Yeah. Uh, if anybody knows. <laughs> mm. uh, God in coming to earth right. as Jesus and dying being for us. Being betrayed. Being, being betrayed, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, he knows, okay? So um, that's the first pathway, and the second one is to just let go of revenge. And I know it sounds like, oh, yeah, just let go of revenge, right? That's uh, And you hear the let it go. It's not let it, you know, I, I <laughs> don't even want to go down sing that it. path. Right? Don't sing it. But uh, it's not letting it go in the um, you know, pretending it's fine and pretending it never right. happened or anything like that. It's understanding that you have kind of technically in, in, in the world and a world-based foundation of revenge, like you have the right to pick up the rock and stone someone, right, right? right? You have that right, but you are choosing to let go of that rock. Hmm. You're choosing to let go of revenge. In, in essence, you're handing over the right for revenge to God. Mm -hmm. you, you know, in a, yes. in a spiritual sense, you're saying, I'm not going to exact revenge. I'm going to leave justice up to God. Yes. And, and I'm going to move. And, and that's tough. I mean, I'm not, <laughs> I right. say that like, oh, it's just this. But I mean, working through that psychologically, spiritually, emotionally, right. it is, it's a process. Yeah. And it, and it truly, it's not saying, oh, no, it never happened. Let's no, no, it happened. There's pain. And I have the right Mm -hmm. to, to do something in return, but I'm going to give that up. I'm going to sacrifice that yeah. and, and trust God to take care of it. Yeah, and both of these pathways are, it's a process of working through your own stuff. It's mm -hmm. not about the other person. We're going to revisit that in, in a minute. That other person, they may have offended you terribly in the worst possible way, 
but it's not about them. It's about your heart. Right. And we're, we're going to get into that in a I minute. I think that first one, not to, I think that first one is really important in, in seeing, because I think we miss sometimes the, the, the pain and the damage that we can cause somebody else, and we're only looking at another person or what they have caused us and really miss, like, man, I have the potential to really hurt people. Like, I have, I, I have hurt people. Yeah. Uh, and we want to play, it's all this self-righteous uh, sort of thing where it's like, well, I am better. Or I haven't hurt as much. And some of us haven't. Like, again, this is the tough thing about talking about relationships and even some of these uh, different indicators is, as CR said, there's some of you in this room that have, like, really traumatic experiences or really painful experiences. And some of this stuff, it can sound somewhat flippant. It's like, and hopefully, hopefully we come across in a way, it's like, this isn't meant to be flippant, like, hey, this is easy, or your pain is not as difficult as mine, or whatever. Uh, we know it's hard, but I do think that first one is so important, of, mm -hmm. of trying to see people as God sees them. Yes. Um, and I, I don't know, I just think it, that's It's important so to understand, there's a clear distinction here. This is not reconciliation, mm. okay? Reconciliation requires that two people, were, that both parties have to be trustworthy. Okay, the other person may not be trustworthy in this situation. So this is not a call to reconciliation. Uh, so you reconciliation have, can be good. It can absolutely. But right? when we're talking about the, yeah. it requires <laughs> trustworthiness out of both parties. Yeah. So you go, okay. Well, then why is it important, right? Uh, why? And ultimately, yeah, we can get to that. We're commanded to do so, right? right. I mean, <laughs> let's just face it. Yeah, there's a Scripture lot. Scripture commands us right. to do it. Jesus. <laughs> Uh, he commands us to do it. Well, right? And the Lord's Prayer says, you know, Father, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who yes. have sinned against us. So, right. yeah, it's, he was pretty clear on that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, secondly, God has forgiven us. Yeah. So there's a pattern, right? And this is, we're taught, not just told, we're taught, and there's a pattern where God has forgiven us. Um, lastly, you know what? It's good for your mental and physical health. Mm. I mean, that kind of uh, goes back to the Psalm 23. Yeah, yeah. When I refuse to confess, as Jason, you know, read, what happens? A bunch of bad stuff, right? Everything right. listed after that is not good. It's not good stuff. So, and if you want to go and Google it right now, I could give you some studies, but <laughs> bottom line, if you Google it right now, you know, what, how does uh, forgiveness impact health? How does, conversely, how does resentment and rumination mm -hmm. affect health, right? Yeah. There's going to be. Uh, you know, hundreds, probably thousands of studies that you can find where it's not good. It's not good for your health mentally right. and physically, right? So not only does scripture confirm it, we have it, uh, an easy Google can, <laughs> can, can teach you that. But you know what? Things can flare back up. You can think that you're over something or you can think that you've dealt with it and you can, you know, think that, well, I've processed it. I brought it before God and it's amazing that these things will flare back up. Evil doesn't want us to move beyond this mm -hmm. stuff because it wants to keep us in a place of where we're in torment. There, there is torment in that rumination and holding resentment process. So I want to bring this back to the, you know, this is, if you don't take away anything else from uh, what I've said here, it's just forgiveness is about your heart. Mm -hmm. Forgiveness is about your heart. It's not about theirs. It's about your heart. This is about your relationship between God and how your heart is postured towards God. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's really good. So wait a minute. You're basically telling me if someone does something to me, me forgiving or not forgiving is less about 
them and more about me at some point. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying this is easy. <laughs> I'm not saying I do it well. I, I, again, we talk about this stuff because this is something we struggle with, yeah. right? Yeah. We all struggle with this. There are things that have happened to me in my life, many things that I could tell you, and, you know, it, it might shock you to find out some of these things. And they still, that comes back up for me, and there's wounding and damage, but it's a, it's a continual process of bringing it before God because holding on to that resentment and the rumination that comes from that is it, it will kill you both yeah, spiritually and physically. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, one thing just to, to note in this too because you, know, you guys don't necessarily know this, but I mean, we actually spend a lot of time together and, and we've gotten to know each other really, really well and we know, you know, he says, you don't know all the things. Well, we know a few of them. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, and, and yeah. they know things about each, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a thing that we all know a lot of the secrets of each other because there is power in that, that vulnerability yeah. and, and that, that safety of no, the trustworthiness, right? Back mm-hmm. to what you're saying. When there is a trustworthiness, there then is power in the confession and even in the knowing that you're being vulnerable in forgiving something, having someone else with you that says, I know that you're vulnerable there now, and I know that this is really hard, but we're going to stand with you through the process. Having those type people around you will make all the difference in, in the way you're able then to do what God has commanded us to do, right. what is obviously good for us. Uh, but it, it, confession as a discipline is actually considered a communal discipline. It's not just an individual discipline. That, that you go off into your own little thing and you and God have your little talk and you move on. It's considered something that the church should do together and, and within the context of relationship. And so, I mean, I, that's one challenge out of this is, you know, find with, a couple of people. With wisdom. With wisdom, because back to the trustworthiness, <laughs> right. right? Hey, I just met this but person last week. Yeah, uh, so well, I'm going to confess everything. You. Man, so last week, oh. Yeah, could you say that into my phone? <laughs> <laughs> With wisdom. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I mean, I would just, just as we work through all these things, uh, please don't, don't think you are on your own doing this. And, and, and we hopefully are not modeling a do-it-on-your-own type mentality because it is important to, to do all these things within the context of community. Oh, yes. absolutely. Yeah, it can be, uh, I was talking with, I referenced talking to the group a lot. The group, you know, we huddle before service, and I was, I was saying how, you know, we think that, you know, we do one of these things and automatically everything's good. You know, it's like, oh, well, I'm going to forgive and everything's good. And it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't seem to work like that. You know, there's very few times you have something where it's like, I do it once and then all of a sudden everything's fixed. It's like, this is a, this is a, a, a process. This is like a, it's almost like a lifestyle. You know, when you start to eat better, it's not just like, well, I'm going to eat better one day. Well, it might start with one day, but it's like, it's, it doesn't stop at that. There's a process. You can Why do I feel on. really convicted about right. that? <laughs> You about guys, donut you Sunday. <laughs> donut Sunday. Yeah, it's like, hmm, what are we, uh, what are we promoting here? Um, lots of sugar and uh, goodness, but it, it is one of those things. It's it's a it's almost like a, a lifestyle change. It's something that you have to put into practice, and it's not easy at first, and it feels like you're trudging uphill at first. Um, but it is amazing when you do get. Um, you know, relationships that are trustworthy, then you, when you do build those things, that's the thing, it's a building process. It doesn't happen overnight to just have people that you trust. I remember, heck, early on, I mean, I've worked with C, I've known you since I was like 18. So <laughs> we've, we've, had, we've had years and years and years of working through things. Um, I didn't know Jason as well when we were starting to plant the church, but CR had worked with him, and I said, well, I trust you, 
if you trust him, then let's, let's do this. But it was all about trust. And it took a while to get to the point where we were able to be real with each. You know, there's, there's always that kind of security blanket that you're like, well, I'm going to be real, but real ish ish. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, And I think we have to understand that some people aren't, you know, worthy of our trust. There's, there's going to be some relationships that just aren't going to be like that. And that's why I said, talk about wisdom. Um, I think we, we, in church, it's easy. It's like, oh, we're all going to be best friends and we're going to go hang out. We're going to go to dinners together. It's like, you know, some of us, we're just different. You know what I mean? There's some of you that I probably mesh with better than others just because of our personalities. It, It doesn't mean like we can't be friends or we can't give each other respect and we can't unify around the fact that we love Jesus. Um, but this is the tough thing about relationships is there's so much nuance that I think we can miss um, and we can easily just say, well, this is the right thing and we're going to do it. And it's like, well, I just got hurt. You told me to trust this person. I trust them and they hurt me. It's like, yeah. Yeah. So basically all this, so we got confession, we got forgiveness. Um, what's so important about this is I see this as the, as the pathway and really the process of healing. Um, how do we heal? We heal through confession. We heal through forgiveness. Um, I think this is the, the, such an important thing is a lot of times when we think of healing, we don't think of these sort of things. Uh, we think of, well, I want them to just think how I think. Well, if they would just acknowledge that they did wrong, then everything would be fine. And um, that's why I think it's so important, you know, both sides of the coin. You know, confession, you said agreeing, agreeing on reality, basically. Is that, I mean, think yeah. about that. How many times is there you know, in relational strife, you can't find middle ground. You can't find, like, what something is. There's, it's just tough. Um, and I love what you see here about seeing people as Christ sees them. I mean, that's... Um, Good luck with that. Right, <laughs> seriously. Um, but it is powerful. Like, if, if you can look and see um, people, you know, people have pain. People have a, a history. Mm-hmm. You know, you talk about the bully at school. Well, he... You know, why does he act that way? Well, he's, he's treated terribly at home, and he doesn't have a father figure. Wounded people hurt people, Exactly. Right? Hurt people hurt, hurt people hurt people. Right. Um, and so I think this is so important for us. If we are to get a point where we actually are healing in relationships, it starts with this. It starts with confession. It starts with forgiveness. And the thing that really I guess where I want to take this and kind of close with is I think what we all want um, when, we, when we get into relationships, we want to be known. We want to be loved. You know what I'm saying? Like at the, at, the, at the end of the day, it's like when you think about relationships, you want you want to be known, you want to be loved. Uh, and I think one of the tough things when we get into relationships is we're replacing uh, what we get from God. We try to get them from from people. It is only God who can truly love us the way we need to be loved. It is only God who fully knows us to the core. There's a, a verse in First Corinthians. Um, it's First Corinthians 13:12. It says, for now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. I came across this verse, and I'm like, there's a power in this of, like, of knowing that God fully knows you. Mm. Um, I mean, how much of that in, in arguments is like, I just want to be known. I just want to be heard. I want to be understood. I want to be recognized. I want to be seen. Mm-hmm. Like, and yet in, in these relationships we have, each side is doing that. Each side is crying out, I want to be loved. I want to be seen. I want to be understood. And it's like we can't, I mean, in the healthiest spaces, we can start to give that. But at the end of the day, if we aren't going back to identity in Christ, if we aren't centered on who God says we are and, and him knowing us, 
then we're always going to struggle in our other relationships because we're trying to find something in those relationships that we're ultimately never going to find in another person. I love my wife to death. She's amazing. She's way, I married up. If you know me, I married yeah, up. You did. Hallelujah. Um, but at the end of the day, there are certain things that if I, if I try to get certain things from her, it is, it is, it's unfair. Mm -hmm. it's, and, and vice versa, there's things that I can never fully give her. Um, and until we get to that point where we, we, are, we recognize our, that we are loved and known by God and, and embrace that, like that is so key. Because um, it takes the pressure off then of, of so many other relationships. I'm not that, that person that's, oh, give me attention, give me love. Give me, give me, give me. And then and all of our relationships are, are based off of that. Yes. We have a hunger that will never be satiated in this lifetime. Mm. And it's important to remember that going back to the garden, right? And this is where, you know, the split happened, right? We were separated from that total union with God. And we long for that. There's a process that we're in where he's making all things new and bringing us to him. But in this life... We will tell. Because it, it relies on the fact of, okay, God, sometimes I don't, I, I, I've never physically seen you. I feel, I've felt your presence. But there's a trust there, and that's why it's so easy to rely on relationships. Because, well, I see you. I feel you're in front of me. And so now we have, we are, we're placing that weight of what we want on the other person. Because it's just, it's easier to see and interact with.
Interesting. healing right not just the healing of one relationship but my own you know you said it's about my heart right my own heart finding healing as i am able then to forgive which moves me more toward right you know a, a restored garden type right uh, yeah. thing yeah so really my, i mean and this is my last point that i wrote down today is that in regards to healing true healing can only come from god because god is the only one that will truly never let you down. Uh, and this is the tough thing about life. Like, people are going to let you down. I'm going to let somebody down. You know, you're going to let somebody, you're going to be let down. And so to get to a, a true healing point, it, it, it hinges on us, again, finding our identity in Christ, going to God and saying, you are ultimately where I find my purpose, and you are the, the author of love in my life. Um, and I, and the power in this, too, is and then we are able to see people, like you said, we're able to see people. on Because if I know that I am loved, and if I know that I am uh, important and special in the eyes of God, what does that mean for your neighbor? What does that mean for the person next to you? They are, too. Um, and so I think that's, if, when we get better at seeing ourselves as loved and cared about and important and special and called, then you can see the other person in that light. And really, it's the, the foundation of him knowing us where we can move forward in confession. We can move forward in forgiveness and forgiving others because of how much God has done for us. And I think that's where we can truly start that process of healing. And that's why I say the process of healing. It's not going to come overnight. Some of the wounds that we have are going to take years and years. And some we may die with, you know. Yeah. Some we're going to continually, every day, it's like, all right, God, I'm giving this to you. I'm not quite healed, but I trust you. God, I'm sorry for the way I've acted. God, I'm sorry for doing this. I confess this. I acknowledge this. And I'm forgiving those who have hurt me. I mean, that's, again, none of this is easy. None of this is natural. Um, team, you can start coming up. Um, Caleb, if you want to start playing. Um, I pray for us that, that this is something that we can start to, to work on. Mm -hmm. That these are things that we can begin working through in our relationships. Um, because it's, it's in tough things like confession and forgiveness. It's, it's in these times that we do see God work in our lives. And I think we miss that. We miss just how God is moving um, in these processes. Because they feel, I don't know, I guess they can feel just like you're going through the motions sometimes. Like, all right, well, I confess I was a jerk. That doesn't feel spiritual, right? But hopefully as we get through the process of doing this, it becomes more natural. We see our relationships build. We see our relationship with God grow. And that's really our heart. We want to see as a church, you know, that our relationships are healthy. Um, if, if we can't get along, it's like, geez, how are we going to 
are we going to get along with anybody else? Um, so I pray for all of us that we would that we would start to work through these things, and you would that you would truly sense God healing you um, in your life. So let's pray. God, I thank you for um, this time together. I thank you for uh, the ways that you are working in our lives, the way that you are challenging us. Uh, God, I thank you that you are there, that you are here with us. And as we said, God, that if nothing else, we know that you love us. We know that you know us, that you're with us. And I pray that embracing that reality, embracing that, that we can then begin to treat others with that same love and that same compassion, that we would see our relationships grow because of it, that we would see health in our relationships. God, that we would look to you. We ask for your wisdom. We know that relationships can be difficult and 